Welcome everyone back to the post-game broadcast. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network, and I am coming to you after UCLA's um, best win in a decade, close to it, something like that. Um, UCLA beat Utah 42-32, final score very deceptive. Um <laughs> Dorian Thompson-Robinson decided to uh, humble himself rather than be humbled by a week of practice and throw a pick six uh, in the closing seconds. And UCLA at one point in this game had uh, the ball at the Utah three and didn't come away with points. Um, this could have been a, I mean, it, <laughs> uh, it it easily could have been a, you know, 24-point uh, win for UCLA. Uh, they were just dominant. Um you know, the, the final stats, if you're just looking at totals, you might be a little bit deceived about what UCLA did in this game. But on 16 fewer plays, is probably the best way to describe it, on 16 fewer plays, UCLA had 32 more yards than Utah. Um, just so much more explosive. So much more unstoppable on offense. Though Utah was able to drive... And I won't say this was the bend but not break working exactly the way it's designed. I think they would have preferred a little bit better play in the secondary. It it Utah had to work for its scores. UCLA was just running down the field. Um, best example of that was the Logan Loya touchdown. But um, just a, a just a really really good performance from UCLA. Um, and you can have some consternation about the defense. I'm sure I'll have some when I review it. But um, Holding Utah to 32 points, um, and, you know, it's 6.2 yards per play isn't great, but this was a good offense coming in, and 6.2 yards per play is about Utah's average. So holding a good offense to about its average, not too shabby. Um, this was this was a, a solid enough performance from the defense, and uh, we, we now have to start really understanding uh, this UCLA offense is one of the best ones we've seen. Um, and I, and I'm not qualifying that. Um, I think it might very well be one of the best ones I've ever seen. Um, Dorian Thompson Robinson right now is playing at a level that, um, I'm trying to remember the last time I saw a quarterback playing at this level at UCLA, cause it wasn't really Josh Rosen, uh, who was really good, but, um, I, I don't think he was ever playing at this level. And Brett Hundley had some games where he was playing like this, but I don't know that he was ever like keeping it consistent from game to game. Back-to-back weeks, Dorian Thompson-Robinson's been um, functionally flawless. I mean, the pick six at the end of the game, I mean, what are you even doing throwing the ball there, guys? Um, But aside from that, I mean, he was, uh, until that throw, he was 18 of 22 for 299 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, and he'd also run the ball for a touchdown. Um, Faced heavy pressure from Utah. Uh, pretty constantly. Um, Utah apparently did not update their film of Thompson Robinson past 2019. Um, they were trying to rattle him. Uh, he's not really rattleable anymore and uh, twice made them pay badly on blitzes. Uh, the, the first one, that obvious one, uh, the hot route to Jake Bobo um, for the touchdown. And then that one to Logan Loya um, where they had just gotten him a little bit on a blitz where he had to throw it away and he threw it too far and got called to the grounding. But then the next one, he just hits the open guy because they're sending a sellout blitz, and Logan Loya runs down for 70 yards and a touchdown. Uh, just He's playing at a, at a level that you just – it elevates all boats. Um, just him alone elevates all boats. Um, and it's uh, – yeah, I mean, it's it's what, we, what I said last week after the Washington game, but 
this game really underscores it. If he keeps playing at this level, and I'm not sure if it's sustainable for anybody to keep playing at this level for extended periods of time, but if he keeps playing close to this level, let's say that, because this game was nearly perfect. Uh, if he keeps playing close to this level, UCLA is going to be in every single game. Whether they win or lose might depend on the defense, but they're going to be in every single game because the offense isn't going to stop itself when the quarterback is playing at this level. Um, just really, really stunning performance from him. Um, actually, stunning is not the right word because we just saw it last week. It's just, um, you know, I, I keep having, I don't know if it's like residual historical trepidation when I'm like, oh, Utah's hanging in there. Uh, I don't know that UCLA is going to be able to consistently keep doing this every drive. And so I go into it, oh, it's 28-25. You know, this might be the finally the point where UCLA falters. But it's just historical perspective because, in reality, they're not faltering. Um, and a huge part of that is Thompson Robinson. Just He's he's become that fifth-year guy. And not just like, oh, I'm a fifth-year quarterback. I'm a fifth-year elite quarterback. Um, you know, he should be talked about in Heisman talk after this game. Um, he, he accounted for five touchdowns. Um, he's at... Even with that pick six, he's now at, I think, 15 touchdowns against two interceptions this year. He's completing well over 75% of his passes. It's freak show stuff. Absolute freak show stuff. In this game, he was over, uh, well over, uh, what was it? It was uh, 12 yards a throw. Just 12 yards an attempt. That's that's crazy. Against the Utah, against the Utah secondary that came into this game with everyone understanding they were elite. And I don't think they're bad. I just think he's really good. Um, the offensive game plan, I mean, everything they were doing was just awesome. Um, they ran some tempo at them, um, but they were just, uh, it, it was just a really, really good offensive game. And once again, just talking about Thompson Robinson as a, as a distributor, he threw the ball to eight different guys. This wasn't just the Jake Bobo show. Jake Bobo had six targets, but Kaz Allen had six targets. Ezekiel had three targets, uh, Titus had that great catch um, off another blitz. Um, uh, Cam Brown had a touchdown catch again. Um, Logan Loy had that 70-yard catch. Um, just uh, distributing the ball to all levels. Um, and in this game, I thought, um, hearing maybe some of the stuff this week, he threw deep a little bit more. Um, he was getting the ball downfield. They were doing some deep play action. Um, just uh, he's, he's a complete player, an absolutely complete elite player at this point um and the the shocking thing is zach charbonnet is an is a star nfl running back already um but he's not the best player on this side of the ball it's dorian thompson robinson zach charbonnet is an elite elite running back but this is what a great quarterback will do for you is it it, it outshines everyone so zach charbonnet in this game he had a 49 yard uh run and a 44 yard run both of them just mean runs. Um, the, I think it was, I can't remember if it was the 44-yarder or the 49-yarder where he could have just run out, out of bounds, but he's like, nah, I'm going to cut back inside, get like maybe four more yards, but I'm going to hit this dude while I'm doing it. Um, he's, I mean, it's just, um, and the, the end of the game stuff where he was he was driving for the 200 yards, but that one, the, the his last run, I think it was, or no, his last first down run where he's, running into a defensive end the defensive end has him locked up and he just takes his hand and forces his helmet down and runs in another seven yards um he's just so strong can break so many tackles um and is just a just uh, again you know talking about dorian thompson robinson now being a complete player charbonnet is a complete back you know he's got the burst to beat most defensive players to the edge 
but he also has that power. He has that shiftiness. He has that change of direction, which is really stunning for a guy his size. Um, just an elite back. Um, so they've got those two guys. And then it's the receiving core. Um, Jake Bobo had an uncharacteristic drop in this game, um, but he still caught two touchdowns. Um, Ezekiel had a drop. Still had that, you know, crazy 49-yard uh, scamper down the sideline. Um, you know, Kaz Allen, I thought, um, had a much heavier usage game than he's had of late. Um, Cam Brown caught that nice touchdown. Maybe, maybe didn't. Who knows? But he caught it, and he was recorded as catching it. Uh, and Logan Loy obviously had the thing that he did down the sideline. But um, they've got a lot of weapons. Uh, I thought the offensive line played credibly. Um, and I don't think it was... Uh, this again you have to this is a utah front that was attempting to blitz the crap out of them um for long stretches of this game and with that context uh i thought the offensive line played really well um so just a lot to love about the offensive performance in this game i think even if you acknowledge that this is not as good of a utah defense as it was in years past this is still probably a utah defense that's going to finish third in the league somewhere in the top three um it's it's perfectly fine. UCLA putting up 42 points on them is a real thing that they did. Um, they've now treated three straight Pac-12 teams, the first one being Colorado, and then treated the next two both like they were also Colorado. Um, so just perspective, even if you walked away from this thinking, even if you walked away from last week thinking Washington's not as good as you thought, even if you walked away from this thinking Utah's not as good as you thought, do you think they're as bad as Colorado? Because I don't. And if they're not as bad as Colorado, UCLA's offense is the great equalizer. It will smash all of your defenses into looking like Colorado. Um, defensively, um, you know, I, I I think there was a lot of good. Um, I thought they really tackled, for the most part, very well. Yeah, there were some missed tackles. I mean, when a team runs, uh, what is it, uh, 77 plays and... 23 of them are completions and 43 of them are runs. There's going to be some missed tackles. Um, but for the most part, Mo Osling tackled really, really well on the back line. Um, Darius Muasau, I thought, tackled pretty darn well. Um, you know, I, I thought uh, Shea Bryant Strother played a lot in this game because I think John John Vons might have gotten hurt. He looked like he was coming up lame at one point. Uh, he tackled pretty well. Um, they didn't get the pressure that maybe I would have liked um, consistently, but even still... Again, you have to contextualize it. Utah's offensive line is really good, um, and they had not given up a lot of pressure this year. So they walked away with two sacks. I think that's maybe the total that Utah had given up prior to this game. Um, you know, it's you've got to always contextualize these things, and I think they made their presence felt. Latu had that big sack late that pretty much stifled any hope of, um, you know, Utah mounting a true comeback. Um it was, uh, you know, it, it wasn't, and uh, Carl Jones had that big one early. Um, but uh, I thought it kind of worked the way you want a bend but don't break work to work for the most part. I think there's still some some issues in the secondary with the passivity, the passivity of the coverage. Um, but even then, I think they're doing it in a deliberate fashion, and I don't think it's it doesn't quite have the same. Oh, here we go again. They're going to go down the field in seven plays and, you know, two and a half minutes, the way a lot of bend but don't break defenses we've seen in the past have. And I think a big part of it is um, the tackling. Mo Osling on the back end has been a really, really good tackler. Um, they cited it in this game, but it's been obvious for weeks. He's probably the best tackler on the team. 
but you have a guy like that in the secondary who can tackle, you know, so even if you're giving up the 12 yards, he makes the tackle, they're not getting these huge chunk plays. Um, Utah didn't end up with that many explosive plays in this game. And that was a big part of the difference. You know, when UCLA is going down the field and scoring a touchdown in three minutes and 20, two minutes and 26, four minutes and three, three minutes and 54, 15 seconds, four seconds. Um, when it's doing these things, and meanwhile, Utah on its scoring drives is going 510, 415, 549, 428. It does make a difference. And I don't think the difference is for UCLA's defense. It's just for the, you know, amount of, amount of opportunities you're getting. Um you know, I think Utah was trying to play, um, you know, a, a lower possession game. Um, and I just think if, uh, given how hard, given how um, how gr- very good UCLA's offense is, you got to be sure you're getting points every single time. You can't go punt, punt to start the game. Because um, after UCLA started the game, punt, punt, it was touchdown, touchdown, drive to the three, touchdown, 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 pick six. I mean... That's hard to contend with. Let's just say that. Um, so, okay, we got to start talking about context. Um, UCLA is 6-0 and now. Uh, they're probably going to jump into, I don't know, it depends on who loses and stuff, but I think also this one will have a qualitative bump because they beat the number 11 team. I think UCLA, um, because this was also national TV, you're going to see them rise up to probably fringe top 10 um, going into the Oregon game. Um, I know on SRS after this game, UCLA is probably, this will probably push, um, this year's team past, um, 2013, uh, which was the last very, very good, uh, UCLA team from an analytics perspective, which puts this in range of 1998, 1997, um, which is kind of a crazy thing given where we were even, you know, three, four weeks ago when I was complaining about the lack of dominance against Alabama state, um, the reality is, you, and you know, something we probably should have hammered more is you don't know what you're looking at when the quality of the opponent is um, as poor as it was. Um, South Alabama is looking a little bit better than we thought. I still think you know UCLA underwhelmed in that game, but they're looking a little bit better than we thought. But now that they've actually played two quality opponents in a row, we're seeing, you know, everything they're bringing to bear. We're seeing full game plans on both sides of the ball, and the reality is, we're looking at a very good UCLA team. Now, there's some limitations defensively um, that, you know, may cause some issues down the road. And there's some limitations, I would say, in the depth that may cause some issues. You know, I I, I certainly, my my, uh, my heart stopped for a second when Raekwon O'Neal uh, <laughs> looked a little lame at the end of the game, but he went right back in. Um, but if, if they can get through the rest of the season relatively healthy, and um, if Dorian Thompson Robson keeps playing like this, as I said, there's there's like there's like three or four defenses in the country that can stop a quarterback like that. Um, most of them are in the SEC. Um, none of them are in the Pac-12. Uh, this they're they're going. And my, my point is they're going to contend if he keeps playing like that. If he suddenly like you know loses the threat or whatever, if that pick six suddenly signals that he's going to throw five next game, then yeah, things will change. But, if, I mean, if he keeps playing even remotely like that, if he keeps playing, like, at a uh, completing about 70% of his passes and throwing, uh, I don't know, something close to, like, a 5-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio, yeah, I mean, that's 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 elite stuff that um, nobody's going to be able to... Nobody's going to be able to just shut that down. Um, and so I think UCLA 
with him playing like that pretty much guarantees itself at least a shootout in basically every game. So anyway, it's, it's heady stuff right now. Um, I think everyone should be very excited about the team. Um, I think there's a lot of reason for optimism about, uh, this team's potential. Um, you know, Oregon's next week. I think Oregon is for my money, the toughest remaining game, including USC. Uh, their run game is very good. Bo Nix has been playing at a not, not Auburn Bo Nix level. Um, and, uh, they've got probably the most talent in the league right there with USC, if not, um, and it's at Autzen. So all of that said, it's going to be the toughest game of the year, but win or lose that game and say they lose it. And it's a, it's a, you know, a barn burner or whatever. And Dorian Tops Robinson throws five touchdowns and it's just a matter of who has the ball last that shouldn't diminish your impression of this team. Um, and frankly, if they lose by 10, it really shouldn't. Um, this is a very good team, should contend for the Pac-12, um, and uh, sets up for a very fun back half of the 2022 season. All right. Uh, well, that's it for me. We'll be back this week with a full podcast. And uh, all right. Have a good night out there.